this is the same cast, different name podcast, our season finale. Sorry to say, but yeah, I'm taking a rain tonight because Mr. Roland has decided to, you know, sleep on the job as we like to give him a hard time about, you know, because he always gives me a hard time about being 15 to 20 minutes late. So I'm dressed nicely and ready for the season finale. First of all, I'd like to introduce our guest this evening. We have Mr. Bernard. And hey, how are you doing? Jackie. So welcome in, you two. Appreciate you two showing up this evening for our, for our season finale. We're going to have a little bit. Of, we're going to talk about what we did, you know, throughout the season. We're going to talk about some mental health. We're going to get some real people's thoughts and opinions and where they're going to, where they're going from here, starting from today and moving forward. And that, on, on top of that, we'll actually end where we're going to talk about your what is your resolutions. We talked about it in the last episode, but we really want to know what does everyone have a have a goal for and everyone out there that hears this podcast in January when it does come out, that we want to make sure that you are setting goals. And if you haven't set a goal, set something up by the end of January so that you can do it and pursue it, you know. And, and by all means, um, we have some great mental health experts with us this evening. So I would, I, I do appreciate them actually joining us this evening too. Um, coming all the way from other parts of, of the U.S., which is, makes life even better to me. I always look at a different perspective from different aspects of life. So let's go ahead and get started, you guys. Let's 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 talk. Let's let's go ahead and we'll. Uh, Bernard, do you want to start out? And Jackie, follow through. Go ahead and you know. Go ahead and. Um, Ladies so, first. Ladies first. first. Okay. Okay. Right, so, well, I mean, you go know, it's, it's the holidays, so it's the season of mental health. Um, it is the time of year when there are more mental health emergencies than any other time of the year, and that is simply because. One, it's winter time, and believe it or not, but winter time makes you sad. And two, um, during the holidays, we start thinking about all those family members and things and stuff like that. So that's been my um, thing that I've been doing all month long is mental health awareness. Um, I try to look at it from a personal perspective because I deal with mental health issues on my own. Um, and one thing that I try to do is wake up every morning and just get really in check with what, how, how do I feel today? Did I wake up cranky? Did I wake up happy? Did I wake up sad? Like what is going on with me? Uh, and I've been recording that to keep myself in check. Um, and it seems like I have found a lot of other people since I've been doing this that are kind of suffering kind of through the same things. Um, being a little bit more depressed this time of year, missing, you know, that, that person that we haven't seen in a while, you know, things like that. So it's, it's a good way to record what you're doing on a daily basis, because this is a key factor in knowing it's instead of doing now the old fashioned way, and some people still do like to write down their little diaries. Again, doesn't mean it's what gender you are or which direction you are in life. It is a great thing sometimes to record it because you can go back and you can maybe educate yourself on how you were that day and how things were some of that. So that's really phenomenal to have that. Uh, Bernard, did you have any more at all, Jackie, before we switch over to Bernard then? Um, no, I just want to say that we also, um, like um, me and Bernard, also keep each other in check. So I also have like a system of somebody that I keep in check with and we kind of make sure we message each other every day or whatever, just to check in. I think that's really helpful as well. And one of those people is Bernard. So. 
So, Mr. Bernard, you want to take it from here? I'm going to take it from here. Like Jack, is, Jack told, um, told you guys that um, watching this, we constantly message each other, checking in, in each other. And it helps me a lot um, that knowing that there's somebody that listens to my problem and listens to me personally, and that helps me a lot. And I want to thank you, Jackie, for that. No, thank you. <laughs> me, me, and, uh, me and Bernard have gotten a friendship over the past few months um, over our mental health issues. But I think when you reach out to people and you have those raw and honest conversations about how I'm actually feeling um, and why I'm feeling this way, it, it helps you learn that you can actually, um, not saying control those feelings, but kind of a mind over matter situation. Uh, if I wake up and I get a phone call and it makes me mad, I have learned to be able to sit here and say, okay, I'm feeling bitchy. But it's not because of anything that's really wrong. This person made me mad. So are we going to fester this? Or are we going to maybe acknowledge it and try to make an honest effort to have a better day? That's the best thing you could do, hands down. You know, sometimes every day is going to be different, you know, by all means. I mean, seriously, between... Life, work, family, jobs, take care of your, you know, if you have a house or place to live in. I mean, there's parents. I mean, there's all this stuff that just gets decked up on you. And you don't learn the stuff in school. This is not something you just get thrown at and say, hey, here's what life's going to be like. And you'll learn from it. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you really have to really look at the situation and how things are going to go. Where you're going to go from A to B and maybe C, D, E and all the way to Z maybe. And who knows, maybe you'll be back to A or maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll be, maybe your route's going to take it through other directions in life. But just putting, you know, putting yourself in check, make, check those boxes out every day to make sure you're doing the right thing. You're being, you're, you know, trying to put the best foot forward that you are. Every day is not going to be perfect. You're going to come to work. Some days may just be completely off the grid that you don't want to be there. And that that's okay. I mean, it's, that's kind of where, where we go in life. I mean. We have good, bad, and otherwise, you know, but, um, you know, that's how the way it goes. Well, actually, we have a brand new guest in here. I'm glad to see that people are going to be popping in because that's how we that's how we roll here at the podcast. So uh, Miss Allie actually just showed up, um, and as soon as she gets her... Her, uh, her life working, together. <laughs> gets her device working here, we'll have a little chat with her about things. Bernard, did you... There, there she is. There's Miss Allie. There she is. There's that face. There we go. And actually, my screen, so, so 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 Jackie and Allie are sisters, um, so this makes it even better yet because we get opinions on both sides of the line, which makes life even better um, to me. I always say sometimes one way is not always the right way. Sometimes we need to look at three ways, four, whatever it is, look at everything like that. So so we got so Mrs. Jackie and Mr. Bernard have also talked about mental health. Allie, now that you joined us this evening, and because our host is – I don't know, playing around with his computer and doing some else, and I'm running the show tonight for a while. And Ellie, to talk about your mental health checks and and what you're doing for the holidays to to you know 
you know, just a little bit of everything and where you're going to go from there. Okay. Um, let's see. So for the holidays, I don't really have much planned. Um, I do plan on doing a live on Clapper for as long as I can tomorrow because I know that some of these holidays can be really difficult for people to get through, whether it's, you know, in sobriety, depression, you know, whatever issues they're having. So I just want to like have a place where people can at least go and connect with somebody else, even if it's just for a little while, you know? So, um, because I mean, I, I struggle with my own, you know, mental health issues. I have bipolar disorder. I have PTSD, um, you know, amongst other, you know, physiological ailments. Um, so, you know, I, I struggle with a lot of things with my own mental health, but for me, like the biggest thing is to stay in contact with my therapist, have a good support system. Um, you know, I'm going to try and set up these sort of peer support groups on Clapper for different, um, demographics and different disorders. So that way people have sort of a safe space to go to talk about issues and to talk about their struggles. And, um, you know, I'm also going to try and, um, have one person a week sort of tell their story about their life and, um, you know, they can share as much or as little as they want. And it's, you know, it's their story. They tell it how they want. Um, but my hopes in that is to get people more connected because I want them to, not look at their differences, but look at their similarities. And I pull a lot of this from my time that I spent in 12 step programs, um, and in the mental health field. So, you know, I, I want, I want people to connect on a deeper level and have us not be so divided by our differences, but find some commonalities between us, you know? So that's sort of my hopes. <laughs> I, I do. I, I love it. You know what? The, the, I will say one thing here about this group here, and I'm going to be straight up with everybody out there and everybody, because they're going to see this on YouTube and everywhere else. And they'll listen to the podcast that these two right here, including Mr. Martel, that is actually MIA or, you know, he's pretending to listen or whatever he's doing over there, setting up his hotel room for WWE or whatever, whatever he's, whatever he's <laughs> playing around with, you know, but I will say, I'll tell you what, even being myself, and, and I know I've, we have all had our struggles. We've all went through our goods and bads. But I, I want to take a moment, and I want to say to to Bernard, Jackie, and Allie, I appreciate all three of you, okay, because you're here, okay? Thank you for supporting me, and I'm so glad I can do the same by supporting each one of you because that that's how it should be. Just because some person's having a bad day, someone else could be having a good day, so they can turn your bad day around. By just saying, listen, I'm having a crappy day, and I'm just, you know, and, and they'll throw something good at you. You know that? So I want to take a moment and say, Bernard, Jackie, and Allie, thank you. Thank you all three so much. So just remember this. It, this has come from my heart that I really appreciate you, you all three of you, and I'm glad I could help you three to move forward. Allie, I'm so glad that especially you and I have talked about this, and I could say this, that I'm so happy that I've been able to push you in a positive direction where she's going to her, she's got a, a business that her and her, her and Jackie are starting, which is phenomenal. Okay. Um, and we love to talk well, when we get to season five, we definitely want to hear about it because this is how we're, we're out there having fun talking about, you know, like stuff going on in the news, people's lives, but 
this something that doesn't get talked about a lot during the holidays is mental health checks. And this is a very, very adamant subject um, because not just myself and being that I've went through my transition and I'm legally a woman as of the end of October, but that's not the point. And it takes a lot and it takes a, a little, your little army, your little group, your circle. Okay. And I want to say I've gained a lot of girlfriends and my circle keeps growing a little bit more around me all the time, but that's good. Because the ones that are going to stick with you, they'll be with you until, you know, as long as you're going to be around, you know, as long as you, you know, keep pushing forward and do your best. But no, I just wanted to take this little moment and give you a little bit of a heart, little heart-shaped, uh, something good that you can put that right there all the time when you're having a bad day that, uh, that I did this for you. So, yes. So as, as we talk about the holidays, I know it's good. We're into 2022 coming right around the corner. And we, we know that's going to be a, it's a rough road. Uh, we're all trying to push forward as best we can. Um, I got to say, I have some beautiful looking people here right now on camera with me. I got to, I got to, I got to lie about it. There's some good looking people on, on here, including myself, because I'm not going to knock myself short. So I will not do that. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, well, fun. So if you, you, lady, you can, you can, un, uh, Jackie and Allie, you can unmute yourself, you know? So, but it, it's, you know, we, we try to have fun. We really do. You know, it's, we try to have a lot of fun, you know? And, and so, the positivity is what we need to have more of. Okay. We need to bring, absolutely. we need, we need mutual, we need to be mutual. We need to come together. You know, really, I, I want to see more positivity in 2022 as for our virus or whatever's going on out there. We, we need to work together regardlessly of what your thoughts are and how you feel things are going, but we need to get, we'll get together. Will, will I get to meet every one of these people? You could guarantee you if they're, they're on my, they're definitely on my, flight list. I will be definitely flying after I got through my first flight of crying and being a real anxiety and having a lot of depression. I will tell you what, I got there. I got back. I'm alive. I'm still on, still doing my podcast. I get to have these beautiful people around me. I, I heard the shenanigans you were spilling before I was hearing everything, woman. Oh, I know, I know you were. <laughs> because I can do that because I'm being the holster now so I can talk. <laughs> I can talk smack about you and get away with it. Did you turn well, the camera on soon? Go, go ahead, yeah, go we want to see your face, but I just want to say, since we're doing heartfelt things um, very quickly, I will say since I started my group on Clapper that I have met a lot of very genuine people, but what I love the most about the people that we have in the room now is that these are the like rawest people that I have met. And when I say that, like we know our, we know who we are as people and we're not afraid to be like, yeah, maybe I was in a mood or, you know, do you think I was overdoing it or this, that, what, not in the other. And we kind of keep each other in check that way. But I think the fact that we're just so open and honest and we celebrate our differences and we celebrate our similarities and we talk about things that people don't normally talk about. And I don't know, I just really appreciate that. I've gotten a lot of, uh, out of that because when you talk to people and you tell them, well, I, I attempted suicide once and then they're like, oh, well, I did that too, but I didn't think I was supposed to talk about it. And we start getting down to those real raw problems. Like that's the conversations that we need to be having. And that's the conversations that we've been having in the group. And I just, it, it brings me so much happiness to see that people are actually talking about this instead of treating it like a stigma. Um, and I think the four of us, I don't know. We just kind of talk about it maybe more than we should, but it has started this ripple effect. Um, and I love it. 
I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I think that one of the most important things that you were saying is that, you know, we're trying to sort of destigmatize it and say that it's okay to talk about these things. That's okay. What's wrong? Kids do get involved. That's okay. Get involved. Exactly. Hey, look at look who showed up. Wow, you showed up a little late the game, huh? That's nice. Yeah, and I was booking my hotel for my cruise in April, by the way. It's not are we had, going I, on a cruise? Oh, yes. I, I had, had to do this. I had to have fun with him because, you know, once in a while, he'll be like, okay, you got the reins there, Crystal. Go for it, honey. You got this. WWE's been booked I, for two months already. And I always give him right away. It's always right off the gates. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. This is like season four because he would always get on me about being 15 minutes late. We've had the story just off the air before we started. So I had to give I had to give him crap at the end of season four that we were gonna have a little fun with this, but um, no, I mean it it is those those heart checks like that. Barnard, do you have anything that kind of you know close to your heart you want to talk about men- mentally? Um, I want to say um, first of all to Ali and Jackie, especially Jackie. I you already know this. Um, I met Jackie first and. We had a lot of, um, I mean, it's kind of hard for me to talk, but I want to say just thank you for Jack. That's about it. I, I, I can't express anything other than thank you for Jack because she's been there for me since day one. Since I join her group her radio she's the one that really really listen, listens to me and I want to thank you um, I want to thank you for being an inspiration to um, so many people and I don't think you realize how much of an inspiration you are but this is the reason why I started my group so that we had a safe place for people to come in um, and and just talk. Um, I also double as a mental health crisis place. So if I'm ever in radio or ever around and you have a mental health crisis, um, I take those um, things too. But uh, the reason that I do this is because I know what it's like to feel like I'm alone. And I don't want other people to feel like that. And if... Um, if there's only one person, if Bernie is the only person that gets anything out of this, then I feel like, you know, I've succeeded in, in what I was supposed to do. But Bernie is an inspiration to me because he has overcome so much in a short period of time. Um, and he checks himself every morning and he's learning more about himself every day. And he's having real, honest, raw conversations with himself. Um, and so I want to thank you because you inspire me more than I tell you you do. And and what you're doing is it's wonderful. Uh, thank you. All right, I'm going to cheers to that one right there. That that is hard. Well, link, link, cheers. Link, 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 link to that one. Somewhere we're always clink clinking to something, but that one's definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. So, Martel, what's up with you? Uh, 
we're talking about you know mental health checks during the holidays, and this was a good start off to talk about. And I know you're busy doing your your activities. I, I can manage so, to do both. You you can, huh? Yeah, it's I really... can do both right now. I'm not navigating too much right now. What? Okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. So let's 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 talk about your mental health check, sir. You know, you have your tangents. We've had our tangents on season four, and you talking about your crazy antics at 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 your workplace. Um, but my, my, but my mental ahead. health has been fine lately. I just learned to tell a lot of people who upset me to kiss my ass. That's about it. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, but if <laughs> have you helped people out at work? Oh, you know, like, like, I work in the hospital, like so you're a therapist all the time there. No matter what what your position is in a hospital, somebody's going to come up to you and need to talk or air their laundry out there, and all you can do is listen and get the best advice that you can. So we're always in the field of giving advice in our position. I mean, it, it does happen. I mean, I was in a hospital for five days. That drive me nuts. Got to be honest. You know, first time having a major surgery. After, after about 48 hours, I'm going to tell anyone I want to get out and start dancing. And that was not in my in my picture. It was not in the future right away. That won't happen until maybe next summer, but that's okay, though. Well, we'll, we'll just Are we slow. talking about the OnlyFans thing or the strip club? <laughs> no, we're not talking about Wait, which We're one not are going we talking there tonight. About, then? We're, no, no, no. We're talking about after my surgery, buddy. I thought oh. that was someone else's specialty. <laughs> he oh. wants me to do it because his other friend who lives out in vegas or low wages here. whatever you want to call that city low wages i don't know whatever you want to call it um yeah no <laughs> i'm just saying all you gotta do is show your feet you ain't gotta show your this, face there's good this, money out there this, this is this is the guy i work with right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <What> <laughs> he, no i, I love him when he say show show your feet you ain't gotta show your face he has no idea who i am as a person <laughs> <laughs> You really don't understand. Jackie is from the South, okay? She's from the dirty South, okay, buddy? Okay, you don't understand. Shit is a little different than up here in the Midwest, okay? Things are different, okay? I'm just, <laughs> just, remember. I'm just saying, there are people with feet fetishes, so you can make some good money. Some good, that's a good side hustle for you. I know some people with foot fetishes. See? See? She won't listen to Oh, my to God. I, I don't want, I even want to go there, and I'm going to be embarrassed <laughs> as could be. As I knew you would bring that shit up. I knew you would. I knew you would earlier. Well, of course, I've been drinking, duh. Well, what are you, what, what kind of wine are you drinking over there? I am drinking Dave Harvey right now. <sighs> this is a, uh, from so, Sweet yeah, I'm, much cheap, I'm, I'm much cheaper than that. I like all this wine. Our general wine's good. That's good too. Dollar General wine. All these. I mean, wines. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point now. If it's less than thirteen percent, I'm not. I mean, at least twelve percent. If it's less than twelve percent, I'm not drinking it. I don't even know what this is. Ah. Oh. oh yeah, it is less than twelve percent. The, the, the nice Anyhow. part about this podcast is we're one of the few that actually let you drink while while we're live because most people would tell I'll you I'll drink to that. Not. I will too. Podcast. Still there. Had my tea now out of my water. There we go. But uh yeah, so speaking of the situation that happened earlier this year with Mr. Itinerary, um so somebody asked me, was I gonna let that go going into 2022? And I tell people I hold grudges. And this is the type of grudge that I'm gonna hold until I die. 
just on a simple fact that once my trust is violated, there's no getting it back, especially on that type of level. So now this is a grudge I'm taking to the grave with me. And who's Mr. Itinerary again? I you can't say the name on here, but... <laughs> I know who he is. Uh, I really uh, do. A former GBF is what we're going to label that as. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but you know, just because you forgive does not mean that you have to forget. You're right. That's that right. is true. You're right. That's true. I've I forgiven the whole situation and I'm got past it. It don't bother me no more, but I'm still, I still hold grudges. It's just no, me. baby, because I'm from the South. We only turn our cheeks so many times before you ain't getting no turn cheek. No exactly. That's true. I mean, I, I, I've worked with a lot of uh, truck drivers from, from the South, really. And it's the packs. this is straight up. They're like, if they don't like you, they'll find some way. And I'm just going to leave it right there. Some way. Okay. This is where leave that story right there. So you you figure out the rest of the story. I mean, there. it's out there for the world to hear. That's why the episodes labeled Mr. Itinerary, so they can go back and listen to it. They want to know what's going on with that. So so so, how was your week of work going? By the way, I always like to hear. I was week. I always like to ask him this. How was your week of work uh, going? Miserable. There? My Hard supervisor. Tell. My supervisor still has not taken a day off. I'm tired of seeing her. She won't. She did her hair one time, and all now is just always. I'm just tired of seeing her. I really am. That's, that's the only thing that makes the work the week so long is that you don't get a break from your supervisor. I'm tired of seeing her. It makes me angry. That's why I drink. I mean, I feel the same way about my kids, so. <laughs> I don't feel okay. that way about my supervisor, but I feel that way about several other people that I work with. You see, I'm good at hiding at work, so I avoid a lot of those people. That- oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. I think Bernard's got the worst. He's got to deal with people at a store. So well, do I. Exactly. But Bernard had, Bernard's at the Target. Yeah, and Jackie works with all of her family. So she has no escape. And my husband. Oh. Well, he's included in your family, technically. <laughs> Are we sure? Then, then, then I mean, Martell, you... okay, go ahead, Ellie, go ahead. I mean, it's questionable. <laughs> questionable. <laughs> The children look nothing like him now. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd like I'd like to see Martel and Darrell and Old Man Theodore, Theodore, and all these people all work together all on one floor. I'd like to see that because I don't think the four of you could ever get along. Oh, I don't think no. See, the thing is with me, they probably won't see me. So I have a lot of coworkers tell me like, "Hey, we see you when it's punching time," but. Throughout the day, we don't see you, so it's time to clock out. So I'm very good at not being seen. In your business. See, at my job, they let me me cuss people out at least once a month. So Only once a month? I said at least. Oh, at least once a month. Minimum, minimum. Okay. It could be more than that. So it's going to be more. It's always going to be more. That's true. I mean, working working in the service industry where it deals customers, that's true. Jackie and Bernard do get kind of gypped every day by people. Where you know, I mean, I just got to deal with unhappy people at a business. That's about it. See, so. Bernard gets the Karens, and that's a whole yeah. entity of its own. I deal with people's food. Yeah, the food service industry sucks. People now, funny about their food. Granted, granted, what Alan Jack get into for business? I mean, they're still working with people, but it's probably not going to be as extensive as the general public. It is um, Karen's. 
that I don't like carrots. <laughs> I mean, there, there was a really good, if I could find this, this comedy, this woman was 50 years old, she's a comedian, and she's from somewhere in New York. If I could find it, it was about Target, Bernard, but you're not, you're going to hate me after this, that she literally took clothes because someone didn't wipe off a cart. It was all wet. <laughs> so she went into the, <laughs> she went to the kids department, took these clothes and wiped off the cart. What the? <laughs> And then went to go, went to go to, you know, went to go check out and said, I don't need these clothes. I'm good. I'm thanks. I don't need these. Yeah. Was this, she this, a white this, lady? This, was she a, I'm have to, I have to ask, was she a white lady? Yes, yes. Oh. Yes. I feel, I feel bad. I mean, I, you know, granted, granted, we, we don't get trouble. It's just, it's, 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 it's a video. It's out there, you know. You know, it's not like you're working in any kind of legal trouble for that. It's just kind of funny. But just to think, every time I think about that, at least... At least some people's carts are clean. Okay, at least I don't have the problem the one I go to at all. So I don't know. People have that problem. I need all the I, I need all the Karens in the world to stop it though. Because you're making the rest of us look bad. Exactly. <laughs> and actually there's actually seven types of them, which is crazy. I couldn't believe that. There's seven types of Karens out there. That's crazy. There's seven. I mean it there's makes seven. There's well, seven. Like, I guess it depends on their age category. It starts at like teenage mm -hmm. level. It goes all the way up to like the you know retirement level apparently, and just all above that too. I guess, and I was like, "Holy crap, that's crazy!" So, what does that make me? Oh my god, I'm thinking too much into this. You're not a Karen, though. <laughs> I know, but the Karens are ruining it for all of us. They're making that's a bad not, name for us. I, no, like people just and then. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Ali. I'm, no, I feel worry. bad. Uh, I feel bad about the Karen name. Dragon into mud. The Karen name. Yeah, not, not the Karen Karen, but the Karen name. We 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 know someone in Karen. We all do. We all know someone in Karen. So that's I know several Karens. <laughs> yeah. What's so funny is that when I was in middle school, like we used to call people Karens, and I think that it came from Dane Cook. Because I was like very popular back then. And I'm pretty sure it came from a Dane Cook thing. Because I remember I used to call my friend a Karen. I don't know. We used to call people Felicia. Oh, Felicia. Ah, bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> and it's, it's funny how, you know, and it, it's, it's bad that people have done that. And then there's not just Karens, sometimes Karens, but then there, there's Kens. So we have the male version of Karens, which are Kens. And there's five types of those. And I'm like, so how They don't even the bother me that much. I'm just it's like, how the, it's, it's the, what, what would we call them? The Brandons. The ones that go out there and try to like play with grizzly bears and shit. Chad's. That's true. <laughs> Chad's. Wait, what? They no. Chad's. That is the like whole they make all of oh. They make yeah. all of us look stupid. They make all of us look stupid. Like, I'm not, first of all. Let's be honest about who's making us look stupid because it's us. Like, it's the white people who are going out there doing dumb shit, like trying to catch rabid dogs. But what I'm saying is this bitch don't even trust the house cat. So you're making me look bad. <laughs> it's sad. It's true, though. It's facts. It's true. It's you know, there's, there's like that that like meme going around that's like white bitches are fucking crazy, and it's true. 
I'm a little crazy. You see the stuff that we do. Like we go hunting for alligators or like, I wanted to know. No, I don't. Like why? For what? So that way I could get haunted for the rest of my life by demons. No, that's not a good idea. We're not making smart choices. No, I'm the white person. When I see a noise, when I hear, no, I can't say noises. When I hear a noise in the basement, I go the opposite direction. I am not the one to go investigate the noise in the basement or the Sasquatch in the woods. That's not me. I don't get in the boats unless it's like a cruise ship. I'm I'm not doing it. We can take a hike. What about your, does your mom, does she like have her... Her fits sometimes gets after you know. Every she, day, you know, every day, every chance she gets, she no, has so one. She's, let, she's about to be sixty-two, so every time, every chance she gets, she has one. I don't know what it is. It's like as soon as they get past fifty-eight, they just angry about everything. I don't get it. So, so let's let, let's 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 raise out. So, do you think per what you know, wherever direction you are in life, do you think that certain people, not just white people, are nuts? You know, now I I have some friends again that are African American or black, whatever, and I will say those women get fucking nuts, no, like no, no, crazy. It, nuts. It's the difference. It's the difference. It's crazy you, nuts. You, you like, have you have your black people, and then you have okay. your n words. It's the difference. <laughs> it's the difference. What you said? What you said? And there's white people that is the n word. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. There's white people that is the n word. <laughs> You can you can't put all the black people in one category because you got your blacks who actually go to work and do the right thing and is well maintained and mind their own business, and then you got the ones who are just complete n words. We don't mess with them. I don't even mess with them people. I'm going. I'm not driving their part of the city. Crazy coming all colors. I'm gonna tell you right now. This man in my house get crazy every once in a while. Every yep. once in a while. Sometimes you gotta put a bullet in a right butt cheek to make them act right. I can't incriminate myself on camera. Um, um they'll start throwing around the word premeditated, so we have to watch. <laughs> and I may or may not have I I mean, I'm married to a black man. Sometimes we fight. Mm. I, I mean I mean that's no, so different Martel. You have you have your partner. And you two are constantly you're you're constantly starting trouble with them, right? All the time, right? All the time. Sometimes I do it on purpose because I'm yeah. bored. Yeah. But other times it's because he's lazy. I mean, it <laughs> is what it is. No, it is what it is. And because no, I feel that hundred percent. Because sometimes I just want to be a bitch. But sometimes get off the fucking cell phone and help me clean this fucking house, motherfucker. I can totally 100% understand that. And it's not even like we want them to do much. Just a little bit. Like, show a little bit of initiative and then I'll be like, oh no, you go sit down. And I hate Let's be honest. And waiting for the last minute for everything. That bothers me too. There's only certain chores that he does around the house because he knows if he does certain other chores that I'm going to go do it behind him because I will feel like he has not done it correctly. I mean, that's how all men are. So the but he'll facts, vacuum. <laughs> the facts are the facts. Martel, okay, it's usually 
majority of the time, there's always the woman marries the man, okay? Just to be just to straight up there, it's going to tell you it's not the other way around because they have to babysit the man, okay? The majority well, of the time, okay? I have to babysit like, old Yeller. We like, I have, have to babysit... I have to babysit Martell and his partner all the time. I have to babysit these two, like, I'm their damn mom. Well, I'm... The kids. I'm on husband number two. And I'm going to tell you right now, not all marriages are created the same. No. Um, not all marriages are created the same. I get a lot more out of my second marriage than I did out of my first marriage. I got a lot more financial stability out of my first marriage than I do out of my second marriage. But I had to deal with a lot of other things that just were not worth. So I think as women, sometimes we just like give and take. Like, do I want the bills paid? Do I want to be happy? And it's very hard to find both. I was just ready to say that's what I was looking for both. <laughs> yeah, it is hard mm-hmm. to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, like, you need to make more money than me. You just have to be able to contribute. It is vice versa. Something. Yeah. It's vice versa, though. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, uh, vice versa. It's, it's hard to find that certain, certain person in our lives that we really, we really connect. That's true. And like, I will say on that, like getting divorced this this year was very difficult for me. Um, And like this divorce was like two years coming. Um, I mean, much more than that, but like we were actively talking about divorce for two years before we actually did it. And like the thing that scared me the most was like, I have two young children Um, like I don't necessarily have my career down and I don't really even think that I'm a career person anyways, but like, you know, I just sort of like looked at myself and I was like, I'm scared to open myself up to somebody else again, especially because I just got out of this abusive marriage. Um, and you know, it, it scared me to open myself up and be vulnerable with somebody else and, allow myself to love somebody. And like, I did not really plan on getting into a relationship. Um, I planned on just being like free agent for a while. And then I met Kevin and like, he showed me what like unconditional love is, you know, like he made it very easy for me to come out of my shell. And honestly, if I didn't meet him this year, I like between him and Jackie, I would have been in such a dark place. Like if I didn't have these two people in my life and like, I think the thing that I love most about the relationship that I'm in is that we allow each other to be human beings and to make mistakes. And we don't expect perfect by any means from the other but we expect communication and we expect to be able to move forward in like a productive way. And like, we don't shame each other. Like when I told him that I started smoking pot again, he was very accepting and he, you know, just wanted to know my reasoning. Um, You know, he didn't judge me in any way, shape or form. And that was my biggest fear was that I had just been in recovery for 10 years. I haven't had a single substance in 10 years. And now 
here I am smoking pot and I don't want to be judged, you know? Um, so him not judging me on that. And then when I decided to drink, we had a discussion about it and like that open line of communication makes it worth it. And I did not expect to find a relationship. Um, I did not necessarily want a relationship, but it's like when those people come into your life, you can't just like brush it off, you know, and you know, they don't, they don't just magically appear. Like, even though I feel like Kevin sort of did just sort of magically appear, like it was a very weird situation, but like, you know, it takes time and effort to have any sort of relationship. And it takes that open communication and that trust that like, and this is where I know that I fall short, that trust that this person is not going to hurt me or that this person is going to judge me. Like that is my biggest fear. I'm very, very insecure um, in pretty much every single way. And he makes me feel like it's okay to be insecure and have my insecurities, but like, let's work on making them less harmful or less um, significant in my life, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, this whole year has just been, it's been crazy. It's been a weird year. I'm ready for it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a question for you. So when you guys first started out, were you just having fun? So when we first started out, so the way that we met is we worked at the same place, but we had never worked a shift together. We'd never really seen each other. We saw each other in passing once a few days before um, he came in for shift change. And apparently I was like, who are you? And he was like, I'm here to relieve you. And I was like, okay, well, everything's fine. Everybody's fine. Like the clients are good and I'll see you, you know, when I see you. Mm -hmm. And apparently I was not very nice, but I left an impression. (laughs) So I go to work like the following Saturday and he is filling in for the regular person and we worked this shift together. And by the end of the shift, like we could tell that there was a vibe. And so I messaged him on messenger and I, because I called him the wrong name all day, I called him Mark instead of Kevin. Um, so I was just like, Hey, sorry, called you the wrong name all day. And he was like, it's all right. I've been called worse. And then the next day we met to hook up and we've pretty much been inseparable ever since. Crystal, did you hear that advice? Crystal has a habit of overthinking when she's meeting somebody. So this was some good advice for you to have fun and enjoy the moment like I've been telling you, woman. But see, Crystal, I agree with what he says. I 100% agree with what Martel says because you know my divorce story. And um, while I would have probably chosen to get divorced, I was a good Southern woman and I would have never. You see what I'm saying? But I had no other choice but to divorce. And we'll get into that story a different day. It'll take a whole show, I promise. Um, and so uh, our, our divorce journey was very different. But the thing that was similar, Crystal, was that neither one of us was looking for someone. Remember how me and Eric met? The universe brought us together. Neither one of us wanted to be at that place. We both got talked into going. We met. 
I pushed back. I was like, no, sir. And he called me every day until I went out with him. And now we're married. You see, Crystal, this is what happened when you don't try to plan 10 years stuff that's supposed to be five or 10 years later in two weeks of meeting somebody. <laughs> this was the lecture I've been giving her for I don't know how long now. Don't you just sit there and smile. You, you got to unmute yourself. <laughs> Look, Crystal you knows now? I love her. Are you happy now that that you're getting you're getting your your gang on me or what? No, no I'm, I'm. I was just saying because well, like because like when she was telling her story about how they sure. met and stuff, everything. See, when they met, it just seemed like that's a beautiful story how they met, and it just seemed like everything just happened naturally and progressed, and it just progressed into something so beautiful. And that's why I was like, even with, when I was telling you about the same thing, or even with me and Oyel or whatever, like it's been five years and yet we just still, although we still don't kind of, I don't know, we've been talking about so many different things, but it's like we didn't rush anything and we just letting things happen naturally. And I feel like you let things happen naturally. You don't have to worry about, you know, who's going to live where and who's going to do this and who's going to do that. That's the conversation you have down the line like at the beginning i just have fun enjoy the moments yeah i will i will say the difference between my first husband and my second husband is the second time around i married my best friend and we gave each other a chance to be friends and have those because when i say he called me every day this went on for a month uh because he's younger than me by six years and i was like i don't know about this i'm not sure um you're very handsome and I don't know why you would want to be with me, just honestly. Um, but over that month of us having these phone conversations, we became very good friends. We met at a bar. We were both highly intoxicated when we met, but we knew we liked each other. We did not go home with each other. We went our separate ways. And then we became friends over the next month over phone conversations. So when we did finally go out on that initial date it wasn't even a date for real we walked along the beach with a bottle of crown smoked a uh whatever you want to call it and not gonna lie we wound up back at his place but we had that month of phone conversations of raw conversations getting to know each other telling each other about ourselves and by the time we got to that point we were already like best friends and that made everything else so much easier. Yeah. You know what? Even I think the next episode we should talk about relationships. This would be a good time to talk about them. Maybe, maybe I can get a little more key pointers. You know, we did talk about my season three when I started out. So this might not be a bad idea. Well, you know, I'm always very honest about our relationships. We argue on a regular basis, um, but we're best friends. We argue because we're best friends, if that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Um, but I've always been very open and honest about the ups and downs of my relationship because a lot of people think that things should be like deal breakers. And just because you have a disagreement with somebody, if that's supposed to be your best friend and your husband, and it shouldn't always necessarily be a deal breaker. Not saying a bitch can't be pissed off for three days. I mean, I you're not wrong. And, and like, I'm the same way where like, I'm very open with my relationship and, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly, like Kevin and I both had indiscretions at the beginning of our relationship, but like we talked them through and, you know, 
that's one of those deal breakers that a lot of people see. They see, you know, if there's been an indiscretion, like that should be a deal breaker. But what was the deal breaker for me was the actions taken after we had talked about it and we had, um, you know, everything had come to light and like, we actually moved forward in like a stronger, better way because I wasn't afraid to let him see that I was hurt. And, you know, he didn't hold it against me that I had done it. So like, you know, we have this communication that's so much different than anything I've ever experienced. And like, that's sort of why we are the way that we are, you know, without going into too much detail no I I agree with you 100% my husband cheated before we got married um I've we've always been very open and honest about this but in a strange way it was the best thing that could have ever happened for our relationship Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't understand that and for a lot of people it would have been a deal breaker but the fact that we decided to stay together and work through it and it took it took a year for me to get over that I'm and I'm not 100% over it yet and it's it's been a minute and I'll you know I'm not gonna lie every once in a while I'm like what the fuck are you doing on that cell phone Mr. Ferguson but um it's much better than it was but having those open honest conversations and us actually seeing the end of our relationship because we were there like his shit was packed he was moving out of state like we were there I think was honestly the best thing that ever happened to us as a couple. Agree. And the word called this um, communication is the key to a successful successful relationship and open, open, open communication. Like, like for example, how's your day going so far? Like, open, open uh, communication. Hmm. Yeah, to this day, I think, and for me, that's the one, the one of the main things I hear is like, you don't communicate enough. I'm like, well, I feel like if I tell you something, then you're going to get angry and it's going to lead to arguments. So, what a whole argument, I just keep it to myself. So, I have always done the same thing where, like, I don't share things because I'm afraid of the reaction that I'm going to get. But I think that the thing that I've had to learn the most is like, their reaction is their reaction and I can't control, you know, how they're going to react to certain information or, you know, certain situations or whatever. All I can do is control what I do. And I don't want to be that person who lives in fear of other people's reactions anymore because I lived so such a disingenuous life where I was trying to make other people happy and I put their happiness as more important than my own. Um, And, you know, that's just not the way, you know, I didn't leave that marriage to continue the same patterns with somebody else. Um, And I just like, and I, and I talk about this with my therapist because I overthink a lot, a lot. Um, And one of the things that we've sort of talked about that has helped me substantially with that is like, I, I think about, you know, for instance, when I was going to tell Kevin that, you know, I slept with somebody else, like I was scared because 
I put my fears and expectations of how that conversation was going to go on him. And it wasn't the facts of the situation. It wasn't that I know that he is not that person who's going to flip out and yell at me, that he has never given me a reason to think that he is going to react in any other way other than supportive and helpful. Um, so, you know, it's separating that fact from that fear. And I, you know, I, I'm scared that I'm going to experience certain feelings and emotions and, and get certain reactions again, but that's from past experience. That isn't today's, you know, reality. So I will say the moment that I realized that being afraid to talk to someone was my own trauma response and nothing to do with the actual person um, made my life a lot better because that's what it is, is a trauma response. When you're afraid to talk to someone else because of previous conversations, that's your trauma response to say, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. If you can't have that open line of communication with someone or you're afraid to talk to them, then you honestly need to reevaluate this situation. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of people with trauma, their coping skill is dissociating or just shutting down and, you know, not confronting the feelings and it's, it's avoidance. And that is a very common trauma response. No responses. When you get that fight or flight, you know, you're not sure which way you want to go. Do you want to go here or there? It's kind of like a left, right thing. That's what it is. And so it's kind of hard to make the decision which way you want to go. Right. Do I save myself or do I do a damage to myself? Which way do I go with this? You know, so it's not, a, it's not an easy road to take. Mm-mm. No. no. We, we, we all have our flaws. This is true. We're all good Absolutely. people. You know, I'm one of those. People. I'm just gonna say I'm one of those overthinkers myself. So when I'm thinking about something, I'm thinking pot every possible scenario that can happen in my head. And that's why when I it's something I I should be confronting. That's why I kind of avoid confronting it because. I went over every scenario in my head and just don't want to go through with it. Yeah. No, and my husband, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and that's sort of like an anxiety thing is you want, you know, it's, it's sort of the same on the same sort of wavelength as, as why people with anxiety watch the same movies over and over because they want, they already know the outcome. They, they can expect it. They can anticipate it. For overthinkers, it's an anxiety of like, we don't know what to expect um, and we're anxious about the result. And so we want to prepare ourselves and our brains are naturally like lazy. They will go to those negative connections instead of the positive connections, which is why it's so like important for us to retrain our brains to thinking like, instead of why am I afraid of the outcome of this situation? Like, just be like, okay, well you know, I've been okay before I will continue to be okay. And, you know, life has not necessarily let me down until this point, you know, retraining your thinking. I was just going to say, I played this game with myself and I like to call it worst case scenario. (laughs) And that's where, when no matter what the situation is, for some reason, I always think about the worst case scenario. What is the worst possible outcome that can come from this? And then I get anxiety. And so my husband fusses at me this about this all the time. He'll tell me, 
Do you honestly think that's really going to happen? What is the probability of that actually happening? But it could. But that's that's one of the main things with CBT is that like that catastrophizing. It's one of those um, like negative cognitions. So it's it you know doing that, looking at what is the actual probability of this happening and what is the likelihood of this actually th- this horrible outcome. Like that's part of the exercises to try and wipe out that catastrophizing. Uh, these are good points. No one can answer. Bernard, do you have any more Julie, you want to put in on there? Um, like like Alice uh, have said, and Jackie, communication and our past life is just like um, just like the what you call this um key to our successful success in life. And so, sometimes it takes that, you know, you have to do those checks and be like, you know what, I need help or I need this or I need that. Because, you know, instead of saying these once, it might be like, you know what, that person I haven't talked to in X amount of days or maybe I haven't talked to in my lifetime, maybe I can reach out to them and talk to them about something. Maybe they might actually come back to me and actually come back with something that maybe I'm not even thinking about or might come across or might need just that help with. That's a big deal, you know. I mean, there's there's been situations where Martel and I have kicked stuff around about each other. You know, off you know, off off the camera, you know, and uh, you know, I mean, I I consider him a great, you know, he's he's been with me for I don't know, probably two three years now. So I mean, this, this guy here's been through a lot of stuff with me. I mean, this is the guy that willing to hop on an aeroplane for the first time in his life, <laughs> and he's gonna get he's gonna laugh at me. That's okay. He hopped on an aeroplane, okay. I know. I want to know your secret. How did you get the black man on the airplane? Because I've been trying this for years, and I can't seem to crack the code. So, so originally, originally I bribed him with alcohol, but I wasn't going to be there. He doesn't drink. So I bribed him originally, but then when I found out, I couldn't like pre-order him alcohol on the plane. I was I so like, disappointed. With- I was. So- I was told going into this aero flight that I was going to have alcohol and I got on the aeroplane. There was no alcohol. I was pissed off. No, I tried so hard for him and he couldn't. And I told him not to be drunk at the airport because then he won't be on the flight. So I told him I would give him one of my happy pills before we got on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll see what we can do, Jackie. I mean, I got him on an aeroplane. He got to Baltimore and back. I was very nervous getting on a plane, but like once I was on a plane, I was like, I just forced myself to get on a plane. And once I got on the plane, I was like, well, it's not that bad. I'm on here now and they closed the door. So there's no getting off. So I might as well just uh, go through with this. We're going to need. And it wasn't that bad. My brother-in-law there. Oh, well, I, I, I hate it every, every minute of it. The takeoff. Okay, I, no, don't share your experience then. <laughs> I enjoyed the takeoff, but um, when we hit not landing in Baltimore, I didn't have no hearing for like majority of the time I was there. Well, no, just tell them the positive things. It's fine. Oh, I mean, I like the takeoff part. I like the part you go really, really fast and you take off. That's about it. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, it was, I say, I hated it, but at the same time, it wasn't that bad. See, I don't mind flying. The taking off and the landing bother me a little bit, but it's not the actual taking off and landing. It's the turning. 
it's the landing for oh, yeah. me. I, I hate the okay, landing. So they take off. And they're doing their turns in the in the air and stuff like that, and they're taking off. And when that because you know you gotta you take off and then you gotta turn you, all and, the way around. See, and where where I live in Milwaukee, like as soon as you take off, the first thing they do is fly over Lake Michigan. So why are we flying over the the, uh, the lake? I was I was mad about that already. So I was mad about that, and then I think the most the only thing I really hated was the bumps because I'm like, why is it bumps in the sky? They ain't supposed to be bumps in the sky. I don't like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> turbulent. It's turbulent. <laughs> That's a, other than that, I was completely flying. flying. He said, "Who put this?" He said, "Who put this speed bump on this cloud?" <laughs> I try to explain to him. It's like Kevin your adult activities in the bedroom just gonna be a little bouncing around a little bit and i explained it to him he's like wait what crystal that's what it is i'm like i mean i do need to try doing it on the airplane though i tried to explain this to him one day when i'm rich i keep telling people i only need one chance to prove that winning the lottery would not make me a bad person one day when i'm rich i'm going to join the mile high club you can in vegas they have specific i told you about the the flights i said rich I'm opposite. They have like specific flights in Vegas that you can join the Mile High Club. You get like a private, um, like cabin. It's expensive. Well, it's not that expensive. It was like a grand tops, and oh, you can get married that, on there. That's for rich people. I don't make that kind of money. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm trans. First of all, I am trans financial over here. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> that is the first time I heard that term. I don't know what that term means. I don't know what that means. It means that I am a poor person that was supposed to be rich. I'm poor, but I identify as rich. And I am I am a semi-rich person who was supposed to be poor. And, and Martel's poor all the time. He's just poor all the time. So, I just this is true. I just tell people I'm poor to because, avoid paying for it, stuff. If you listen to him on the podcast, you talk about how poor he is. Because this... Yeah. this this son of a gun was supposed to come up and put my Christmas tree up, but he couldn't because they said he had no money. I didn't have no money. Gas was too no, high. I ain't I never money. got no money. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't never got no money. You, you had money to come up here and put my Christmas tree up and drop me I out. Could have two bottles of wine. Figures, I could have high. six figures in the bank. I could have six figures in the bank, and I still ain't got no money. I agree with you. Yeah. I just, I just got done charging two grand to my credit card, so I, I'm poor now for real. Oh, ask Allie about them credit cards. My credit card right now is maxed out at seven grand, and I have zero money in my bank account. Oh, I need to get rid of some. I got 13 of them. Oh, I mean, oh, I just Jesus. Have, and my Target card, which I don't use anymore, but I liked it because I got 5% back. That's how they get you. I learned that's how they get you. I need to get rid of something. That is how they get you. See, I don't do credit cards at all. But the Apple card is a good card to have, though. I only do no, credit cards because I got tired of being telling no. I mean, being, I mean, being told no. That's why I got credit card. I'm going to tell you right I now. This is card, an old my credit trick. score was horrible. An um, old Southern trick is we, sh- we hide our wealth. You see what I'm saying? So uh, we will save money under a mattress and then go fucking pay for some shit in cash. We don't yeah. give a shit about no credit. What? I mean, I, I make a lot of large purchases, so some that involves credit. <laughs> well, the house is paid for. I buy too many plane tickets. 
You I do mean, buy too many plane tickets. See, me, I, I, plane flip, I flip cars a lot. But it, but it's different because I don't I don't flip cars and the house is paid for. Because now I'm eyeing the 2022 now, so. And let's be honest, I don't care what kind of car I drive. See me, I need. I really I'm, don't. When I know my warranty is about to expire on my car, I get rid of it and go get another one. <laughs> no, see, I do the opposite. I go buy me a car that somebody has already ran the shit out of, and then I finish killing it. It's a beater. You buy Ooh. a beater. But I, but I use my car for work too. All right, so as we're getting down to about the last four minutes of the podcast, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kind of wind her down a little bit here. So Jackie, Allie, and Bernard, what would you guys like to say about mental health, the holidays, goals? What would, you know, go ahead, anyone three want to start, go for it. Um, ladies first, ladies first. Ask you for ladies first. Um, I just want to say, don't forget that even if you feel like you're alone, no one is ever alone. There's always a support system for you to reach out to. There's always someone out there that knows what you're going through. Um, just don't don't ever be afraid to reach out to someone because even if you think the day is your worst day, it's it's probably not. And sometimes just having a little bit of positive thinking and having someone to talk to or even just like crying and getting it all out or being angry or just working through those emotions um, is the thing to do. But especially with the lockdown and then this year has been just insane. And then the holidays, don't be afraid to reach out to people. There's always someone somewhere um, that is willing to talk to you. So if you feel like you're at rock bottom, just try one more time. Call that person. Text that person. Um, there's suicide hotlines you can call. Um, there's several radios on Clapper you can go to that work as mental health crisis radios if you were to come in. Um, so just just don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. I agree. Um, and and you know, so many people are afraid to talk about. Um, you know, thoughts of suicide and stuff. And that's part of why I want to destigmatize everything is because, you know, it, it's okay to have those passive thoughts. It's, it's what you do with those thoughts that makes the difference. And, um, you know, I always say don't make a permanent situation out of temporary feelings. Um, and, you know, nobody is really truly alone. It's just that right now, you might just need to find your strength. You know, you might just need to see what you're capable of, um, on your own, but that doesn't mean that you are alone. And, um, you know, like she said, just reach out. You're, there's always going to be support somewhere if we just look for them and, and, you know, do our part to bring awareness to them, you know? Okay, um, as for Ali and Jackie had said, don't be afraid to reach out for someone. There is a quote that that stuck on my head. There's, there's no man in an island. We, we have someone who is watching us 
guiding us to the right direction. It is for us to reach out for that, for that voice, for that inner voice in our head that we have to never give up, never give in to the darkness of the side of life. And there's one more thing that I, I told myself, take, take day, uh, there's a, there's, when you drive on the tunnel, right, there's a dark, there's a darkest, dark portion of that tunnel, right? What you can see on that end of the tunnel is a light. There's a light, always a light on the end of the tunnel. And always think positive, not negative, and look forward, not backwards. And it's not how we fell down or how many times we fell down. It's the way we get back up. These are these are some powerful people giving you some powerful words talking about the mental health, the holidays, their goals, and how we can move forward, not just not just as a group, but each individual person as your little group entourage and as a complete society. We all gotta move forward. We have to check in with everybody. We need to check. Because it's just been one thing after another. And we know this world is not going to get any easier. And it's getting crazier by the minute every single day of our life. Okay. Well, let me tell you what. I don't care if you're back in the 1900s or 18 something or even 2022, which is coming just right next door. It's coming right up next. By all means, it's never easy. Okay. Technology or not technology, it's always going to set us back one way or another. We need to keep moving forward, keep positivity. And always think positive. Martel, what, what do you got left to say on that one? I'm just going to leave a quote from my favorite person in the world, Lillian Garcia, which is believe in yourself and trust that it's enough. I like that. Yes, I second that. So this has been Same Guest Different Day podcast. And don't forget, you can check out our merchandise at Martel. Where is that located, buddy? too drunk for this um <laughs> it's located it's located at cafe press <laughs> don't forget check us out at cafe press look at look us up at scdd podcast for your latest merchandise i don't i don't know if martel's gonna show off his wine glass this evening for us i i don't have that wine glass i got the oh, regular. Oh, wait, oh i have i have a, I have a good one i have, I have a one. good one. Oh, oh, there it I is have right a good there. one there we go, there we go. <laughs> uh, my wine glass said a wise woman once said Fuck this shit. And she lived happily ever after. It was gifted to me by the wonderful, wonderful Allie sitting right there in front of you. Oh my Cheers. God. My best friend sent me Cheers. that glass. Cheers. She sent me a thermal version of that glass. <laughs> I drink out of it almost all, every time. I love it. It's my favorite. You can, you don't, don't forget to check us out. We have, we have all our locations on. Don't forget to check us out on social media. on Facebook, Instagram. We are also on our, our private ones, which are actually on TikTok and Clapper. Just, just, means, just make sure that, you follow the Facebook podcast page, which is same cast, different day podcast on Facebook. And don't forget, always message us if you have any comments, suggestions. You want to be part, you want to be a guest, you want to be an audience member, 
And you just want to come and give us a hard time. Any one of those above is fine with us. And by all means, we're here to get, we're here to get, uh, as we want to say, maybe get pushed around a little bit by the man there drinking the wine all the time. Oh, yeah. I got four yes, bottles yes, of yes, champagne yes. sitting behind me waiting for New Year's Eve. Oh, so. like really need to hear that more about your wine collection, by all means. But, um, but please, by all means, check us out. Um, I like, will really appreciate our guest this evening. Mrs. Jackie Ferguson, Miss Allie, and Mr. Bernard. Thank you, thank you all three so much for joining us on this evening of the Same Cast Every Day podcast. Don't forget, you check us out on all your local places to get your podcast, which is your Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and all the places you get your local podcast. Don't forget, we're on YouTube. We do cause trouble. We do get a little antics, and we do like to have a lot of fun. But if you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, please see us on Facebook or Instagram. And we'd be more glad to get back to you. This has been the Same Cast, Different Day podcast. I'm your co-host this evening, being the host, Crystal B, with <laughs> the man over there with the dreads, <laughs> Martel Rowland. Congratulations on season four. Thank you, thank you, Jackie, Alley, and Bernard for being part of our la- uh, the last one before we go into take a little break, a little siesta or hiatus or whatever you want to call it whatever you're wherever you are around the world we hope you have a great when we start 2022 we hope that you have a great 2022 a great new year's we've god bless and wish you all safe travels if you are traveling and we hope to see you in 2022 when we go on to season five and maybe we'll actually be able to have some wine for everybody on the 2022 podcast. I mean, I do have enough to provide that, so. So hopefully, we'll actually, and 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 maybe maybe if we could pull out of our tells pocketbook, maybe everyone that gets to be our guest actually gets something from from Cafe Press. So I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Steamcast Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Crystal B, again, with, with the, the man over there, Martel Rowland. Martel? Um, what is our slogan again? I forgot. I mean, what's our slogan? A slogan? A slogan? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, 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 same cast, different day podcast, the number one podcast in Wisconsin for millennials and Gen Z. <laughs> Yeah, don't forget, we're the only one out there that actually has a official gay man hope, the host producer, the man of the hour all the time, the big shots, Mr. Martel Rowland, and uh, yeah, and then me, and then just me, you know, I don't know. So, we wish you the best, God bless everyone, as we always say, out there in the YouTube land, peace. We'll see you again soon.